0: Welcome to Warnsville Reaching New Heights. I'm your host, June Scharf, and my guest today is someone who works at a very special facility here in Warrensville Heights. It is the VCA Great Lakes Veterinary Specialist Hospital. It's a basically a clinic for cats and dogs and it has a 24-hour emergency component to its services. So anyone who's had a problem with their pet on holidays, weekends, middle of the night, uh, this is the place to go. They're staffed with oncologists, uh, ophthalmologists, internal medicine doctors. They do surgery, and they have a whole range of diagnostic tools including x-rays and ct scans since animals can get into all kinds of trouble they see a huge range of treatment needs i get right into it with my guest katie rovat who's a technical supervisor and has been working in veterinary medicine for more than 20 years so please enjoy this conversation with katie and all the terrain we cover regarding pets Katie, I wanna welcome you to the podcast. I'm very excited to have you here because you are a big player in Warrensville Heights. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> okay, as you're the technical soup a technical supervisor mm-hmm. at Great Lakes Veterinary Specialist and uh, everyone should know this is a 24 hour emergency center in addition to offering um, prevention and healing care, surgery, diagnostic capabilities with x ray and, and other equipment. So it's full service. Over yeah, there. it's
1: full service. We even have a CT machine on site, mm-hmm. um, x ray. We do perform surgeries. Um, yeah, we are one of the only criticalists in the Cleveland area. So, right.
0: so if you have a problem with your pet, at some odd hour, or even during regular business hours, people are going to wind up on your doorstep.
1: Yes, we are always open to emergencies, 24 yeah. hours a day.
0: Yeah. What's the busiest you've ever been, do you know? I mean,
1: you've Our been weekends a- are very busy, obviously, because yeah. um, regular veterinarians or primary care veterinarians are closed yeah. um, on the weekends, so our weekends tend to be very busy.
0: So you have to have a high tolerance for stress. In yes, I,
1: I mean, you do, and a love for animals, you know, yeah. you know what priority, where your priorities lie in helping them.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, but you know, with dogs, I mean, it's not just treating the pet, it's also handling patient management, de- dealing with the parents. The, the, pa-
1: the pet parents, yes, yeah. um, you know, are always in distress, or, you yeah. know, so we have to keep them calm, um, comforted, yeah. and understanding that we're there to help them.
0: Yeah. Now, you've been in the business for 20 years.
1: 20 years, yes. Do you own your own pet? I do. I currently just have two dogs. Mm -hmm. Just two dogs? Just two. (laughs) Yeah, one's a 14-year-old Jack Russell, and then I also have a um, three-legged dog, which I rescued from our clinic, Mm -hmm. um, named Stuart, who is two.
0: What kind of dog is he?
1: A Doberman Shepherd.
0: Wow. Okay, so I just have to ask, which leg is he missing? His right rear leg. Okay, with dogs, can they lose a front leg? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. They, yep, they also They
1: do very well with either a front or, or a rear limb. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I always thought the front would be more challenging mm-hmm. to lose. Um, it is, but they do well. It, it's yeah. amazing they how do. dogs recover. My dog was walking four hours after surgery on three legs. Wow. What mm-hmm. caused the injury? Uh, he was hit by a car. Wow. Mm-hmm. Fractured really, really bad. So instead of repairing,
0: wow. um,
1: he needed an amputation, so...
0: Okay, well, you noted in some information that you shared that the practice of veterinary medicine is constantly evolving, and it's increasingly resembling human medicine in terms of the diagnostic procedures and treatment. So I guess one example of that is um, the CT machine. Mm -hmm. But also, I mean, aren't they using more chemo on dogs these days? Yeah, we
1: currently um, use a lot of chemo. We have an oncologist on staff Monday Mm -hmm. through Thursday. Mm -hmm. So any referring vets um, that have patients that are diagnosed with cancer are transferred to us to go for further therapy and treatment of their cancer.
0: And how do dogs tolerate that?
1: You know, it's... Dogs are amazing. Dogs and cats are amazing. You would be surprised. Um, So there's, you know, there's a wide array of chemotherapy treatments Mm -hmm. from oral chemo to injectable chemo to 15-hour treatments to hour-long treatments. So similar to um, what humans, you know, would go through. So
0: that's rough though with an animal to keep them still for an hour let alone 15 hours for a treatment
1: right so that's no i mean usually the longest is you know a couple hours so yeah. um so you have to sit they're sedate, pretty top no no we do not sit no they do really well Wow. if they have you know an ivn and you know if they're in a yeah. cage they usually just kind of oh, okay. hang out and take their treatment and okay yeah their dogs and cats are amazing
0: Okay, then I just have to ask, do they lose their fur from chemo? Yeah,
1: a lot of them do, or they end up getting kind of like, we call it bunny fur at work, so it turns to a very, very soft texture, their hair.
0: Okay, Mm -hmm. nice. Uh, Well, we should just um, be specific as far as the doctors go and nurses on your staff. You have, in addition to emergency medicine, there's internal medicine, oncology, ophthalmology, and surgery specialists.
1: And Sergi. And then we also um, staff radiologists who okay. um, read the CTs and do all of our ultrasounds and okay. read all our radiographs. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, we have a lot of specialists there. And then, like I said, we are um, the Cleveland area that does have a criticalist on staff. So. so, people can get results very quickly. Yes, that is one difference between human medicine <laughs> and with animals. So it, we, we can run blood work, you know, immediately in the hospital, mm-hmm. um, get results of radiographs, ultrasounds um, immediately um, once they are completed. So same with the CT um, scan. So with having the radiologist, that benefits us greatly with getting those results quickly.
0: Right, and then you can move to a treatment plan. First. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, well... Um, as a business, you also help, it seems, with adoption, when when, pe- when people,
1: I guess, deliver a litter to you, or, or just... Yes, we have a hard time, um, obviously, if somebody comes to us with a kitten that was hit by a car they find on the side of the road, um, yeah. we definitely take a look at them, or dog, um, mm-hmm. It make sure that they're not injured. Um, if they are injured, obviously, we treat them to the best of our ability. Mm-hmm. Um, we do look for homes, you know, we micro chip scan them we -hmm. do make sure see if they have any collars Um, we do post on our facebook page um, to see if anybody knows where this pet is from or where its family is so Mm -hmm. we do as much as we can and we do have um, a lot of kitties if anybody's interested right now Yeah.
0: (laughs) yeah so you do pretty well with placement
1: We do. And we also work with a lot of rescues. Um, So if we can't directly find them a home, we do contact a rescue that will help us out and um, take them and place them. Okay.
0: And just... Uh as you mentioned you post on social media that that's Facebook. You do mm-hmm. quite a good job. I was exploring that almost Thank daily. You. Is that your job or
1: Um so we have another girl in the hospital one of the techs that um does some posting. We both kind of share it. You know, yeah. I post events and she does really well with taking care of our staffing and birthdays and uh-huh. other local events and information for the pet community. So
0: Yeah, so people might want to check that out Yeah, there's
1: a lot of information on there. Please. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, of all kinds. I mean, um, a lot of it's health related, Mm -hmm. but some of it's entertainment. And what I thought was very cute is the funny pet photos.
1: Oh, great. Yeah. We do a lot of those. um, And then we have clients sending photos. Yeah. So we'll post um, clients' pets on there too, which they love, you know, and then they see all their friends liking their pets. So it's pretty, it's pretty fun to uh, watch.
0: Yeah. So what qualifies as a funny pet post, just So we have an understanding. It's like maybe a funny
1: hairstyle. One of
0: them was like that. For sure. And a big ribbon in a dog's hair. Yeah, and we
1: um, do little scenes. Sometimes people do little sceneries at work or put little, you know, bow ties Mm -hmm. on their Snapchats on pets, and Uh people love those, too. So, yeah, that's great.
0: Um, All right, well, one of your posts was that the most pets are lost on July 4th more than any other day. Do you remember that post? Yeah, because
1: of um, fireworks. So, when uh, people are out with their pets and they hear loud noises, yeah. usually scares them off and uh, they run away. They run away. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, so it's very unfortunate. I think there's a lot more information and mm-hmm. people acknowledge it more, though, now um, to be a little bit more aware of how it affects your neighbors with pets. And, you know, I think people are better, too, about keeping their pets inside, putting on their air conditioning, mm-hmm. making sure their yard is securely fenced. So, yeah. I think people are better about it. Do
0: you believe in the efficacy of those, what they call, like, thunder vests? That, that I've help? heard
1: mixed things about them. You know, mm-hmm. I think they work for some dogs, and I think yeah, they work. They don't work, you know. Yeah. Um, but I know people have had success with them, so... Yeah.
0: So it's, a, it's like a, a it's like
1: a shirt that's just kind of tight around their body. Right. I think it right. just maybe makes them feel secure. I guess. Yeah. So
0: yeah, that's that's nice. Um, now you also just get pets that are are dropped off anonymously, and that's that's sad. It's but but it, I mean it's better than letting them go loose on the street. And for I know sure. you don't encourage anything like that. Right. But, but it happens.
1: It does happen, and, um, you know, we do our best. Like I said, if something is injured or treatable, um, Mm -hmm. we definitely want to help them. I mean, we're not going to turn, you know, anybody away if they can't care for their pet, obviously. We want to do Mm -hmm. what's best for that animal. Mm -hmm. Um, And then hopefully moving forward if it's a younger pet and, you know, fixable or curable or treatable that we could find at a home. Um, That would be our goal.
0: It's tough with pets, though, because life comes at you fast, and sometimes then you just get yourself in situations if you're older and you have a health problem and you can't take care of your right. dog
1: or you get kicked out of where you live and you can't right. take your dog. And we try to refer those people to, you know, shelters, at least mm-hmm. calling a shelter, yeah. calling a rescue, you know, because yeah. they have more um, knowledge, you know, who yeah. to reach out to, um, mm-hmm. especially if it's a specific breed, you know. There mm-hmm. is certain, like... I know, Golden rescues, Doberman rescues, right. you know, there's certain people that are more willing or more able to have contacts that will help and, you yeah. know, take certain breeds of animals. So. Yeah,
0: so that's that's good information that people should remember. Mm-hmm. If something happens, um, there are resources out yes, there. Yes, of course. Okay, well, you have something exciting happening this weekend. Um, by the time this airs, it will have happened. I, I do have That's to okay. acknowledge that, but Positively Pinecrest, which mm-hmm. is your attempt at breaking a Guinness World Record. So tell yes. me about that. Yes, so
1: there is a Social pause is putting on an event at Pinecrest, which we are involved in, and one of our veterinarians, Dr. Conway, will be um, going through and looking at all the photos and the dogs that are participating to make sure they are of age and breed and then what their goal is is to get all of these dogs into one photo. So the largest dogs the largest amount of dogs photographed uh-huh. for the Guinness Book of World Records in one picture. So
0: Is there already um, a record that you're trying to break or are you establishing a new one?
1: I don't know. This is <laughs> I, I don't know if there is one. We okay. tried to look. I tried to look it up, but yeah. um, so this is a, a new goal. It's a new event at Pinecrest. Uh-huh. Um, it's the first time they're doing it. Obviously, that whole shopping center is new, so it's super exciting, um, and we're so excited to be a part of it. Yeah. Well, this is
0: right on Warrensville Heights' borders. Yeah. So we're excited for you.
1: Uh, well, hopefully you'll...
0: Are they going to be the, out there to, to certify it? I
1: and? think we send it. I think then okay. once it's done, it gets sent to um, mm-hmm. the Guinness Book. So okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Lots of criteria involved, so... Right.
0: <laughs> yes, we are involved with that process with the mayor's height and being possibly the tallest politician in the U.S. Oh, wow. So, yeah. See? Okay. A lot that's of paperwork. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Well... Um, we should also address, because you're in the healthcare business for mm-hmm. jo- for ain- pets that um, there you do see some abuse of animals, and that is one of your treatment um, imperatives
1: and Yeah, so any um anytime we suspect abuse or neglect or mm-hmm. um, anything of those sorts, we always do get the right um, people involved. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's, like the APL is usually who deals with any sort of cases like mm-hmm. that. They'll come out and take photos and do their investigation, mm-hmm. you know, as appropriate for that pet. Mm-hmm. Um, and they determine whether the pet can be returned to mm-hmm. where it pre- previously came from mm-hmm. um, under certain circumstances. Um, so we do go through all the channels appropriately if we do fear for a pet's life. So
0: it's, it's advocacy work. Mm-hmm. You say Of course. With. Yeah, that's good. And then um, we I just want to touch on pet accidents because things happen. So um, there's ingestion of, of foreign objects, jumping from heights, we could say, fights with other animals. So you see all of this. We see
1: all of it. All of yeah. it, all of it. So, yeah. um, like I said... Um, Prime example, there's an emergency surgery last night for uh, a dog that ingested um, decorative stones in a house, you know, from a plant. Things Mm -hmm. you don't think of, you know, Mm -hmm. if you put crystals or stones in a plant, you Mm -hmm. don't know. I mean, you might go back, there might be a hundred, and who knows if your dog ate them, you know, right? There's five missing, and you're like, you know, weeks later, now he's sick and not eating or drinking, and here he is having emergency surgery. So we try to, you know chocolate. Um, there's so many things. Grapes, you know, things people don't know. Ibuprofen, you know, pills. That's a common thing that a lot of dogs get yeah. into. Medications.
0: I've been a dog owner, I'll just say, for about a dozen years, let's say. And I, you've already checked a few of, of <laughs> the issues I face. There was once a dog sitter who probably dropped some medicine, I, some kind of like, tran- not tranquilizer, or, um, or you know, like a Valium type yeah. thing. Yeah. And my dog was—it was a little twelve-pound dachshund zoned out for like four days. Oh boy. And we did take it to your clinic. Oh well, and, thank you, um, and I hope he helps. <laughs> oh yeah, the doctor was wonderful because he couldn't figure. This is a, this is a great practice of medicine. I thought um, the way he evaluated the dog and determined what it wasn't, even though he didn't know exactly what it was, right. he knew what it wasn't. And once we ruled out all these like bad possibilities, we were kind of left with watch
1: your dog and. Um, Everything turned out okay. But, yeah, pills falling on the floor. Of course. It's huge. Yeah. Huge. Um, You know, any chemicals that go on your lawn or you put down for, like, uh, mice or rats or moles, people don't realize that those little blocks might be sweet and your dog might eat it, and Mm -hmm. it can be very, very toxic to them. So... Okay, I got a story. I'm ready. <laughs> Yeah. Um,
0: you should keep your dog in a leash, of course, but this was newer in my approach. I, I had a golden retriever, off-leash dog, wonderful, no problem. And then the Staxon comes along, and I expect him to be able to be an off-leash dog too. So he goes into a neighbor's garage, and I know what's possible. Listen, I know what's possible in a garage in terms of poison. Right,
1: antifreeze, everything.
0: Everything. So I say to the owner, is your is your garage safe? I try to say ahead of this. Is your garage safe? Yes, my garage is safe. Okay. Next thing I know, my dog's running out with a little cube, and I know what those cubes are. It's rat poison, right. And a rat is roughly the same size as my dachshund. And then the more you chase your dog to get it away, the more they want to swallow it. Of course. Which is exactly what happened. Um. And so we were in the clinic, and they, you know, were able to make it come back up. But if any of it had been absorbed, there, there was a treatment plan, and he did fine. Of course. But... Um, Yeah, the poisons that are in garages.
1: (laughs) Right, and the effects, you know, sometimes if they do ingest it and you don't know it, you know, three or four days later, you can see such severe side effects from, you know, that toxic, you know, poisoning that it's scary, so.
0: It's just constant vigilance Mm -hmm.
1: with dogs. It's
0: like having a child, you know, you block
1: your outlets, you know, you got to keep everything off the floor, so.
0: Right. Well, what is some of the wilder things you've taken, you've seen dogs swallow and had to remove?
1: Well um I do remember we had a to with using the endoscopy there mm. was a an, an x ray it was a whole head of a squeaky chicken. Oh and okay. you could see the chicken and like the hair and the little yeah. gobbles on it. Oh yeah. Um so yeah. that was pretty entertaining. Squeakers. So, well, how did balls. You, how do
0: you remove those things if they're in the stomach?
1: So okay. we take a endoscopy, just like a human scope that goes mm. down there with the camera on the end, and mm. then we have different types of um attachment yeah, yeah or like um grabbers yes let's, let's just say that get passed through the scope and then we can grab it out and, and uh bring it, pull it out, out. To the yeah front. okay mm-hmm. as long as it's not too big you know yeah. that we would do any harm or yeah. not farther through the intestines so
0: right okay so i can tap that uh golden retriever I, okay. uh, um decided to, there was a, a razor blade on the end of the bathtub decided to bite the head of the razor blade off. Very I don't know because, well, plastic, they like to chew mm-hmm. on plastic, and there's a plastic. You would figure he'd take the handle, but no, he took the, the, razor. Ta- the razor. And and, the, and to be honest, I, I didn't believe it. And, you know, I talked to my family, and I'm like, I don't At I, First, I didn't talk about it, because, you know. And then later, I'm like, well, maybe this happened. And then they're like, you know what, we better get this x-ray. And there it was in his right. stomach. In addition to some other stuff, he found in the bathroom, like one of those sponges that wraps. Surprise! Bunch of me- yeah, so there was the mesh sponge in his stomach, and he was under two. So it was we're dealing with puppy behavior. Shouldn't have had the run of the house, but the thing is, he he earned our trust, but he broke it that day, <laughs> and he's like he was trustworthy until he wasn't. And uh, yeah, so that was they opened the stomach up, so he had that. surgery, yeah, because yeah. there was a, a mess in there. Oh boy! Yeah, and he survived that.
1: Um, yeah. corn cobs, corn cobs are oh. very common, uh, yeah. summertime. Yeah, yeah. People throw a corn cob away and, you know, they get out of the garbage and it gets lodged and that's oh, significant yeah. size. So and you can't bring that exactly. back up. Right. So it's either sits there for a while and they end up having surgery. Yeah. And yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh. yeah.
1: It's hard to pass.
0: <laughs> okay. So here's my story similar to that. <laughs> um, we were at, uh, somewhere where there were people at a picnic table and I'm thinking the corn cob. Um, mm-hmm. this was a hot dog. Mm-hmm. And so this is a golden retriever, which they I apparently eat anything. So um, it was loaded with onions. Mm. Now, we know onions are toxic Brand. to dogs. Yeah. And, and I do think uh, dog owners really
1: need to know what is toxic to, to dogs. Well, we'll and put a posting ones. on our Facebook page, and I can update that. So Yeah,
0: yeah. So, so he, being a golden retriever, lunges at the hot dog in a bun loaded with onions and eats it in one bite, like swallowed that whole thing. And I'm like, oh, my God. And so uh, basically, he passed the whole thing. Like,
1: we didn't take him in. No effects, no nothing. See? No, I know. And sometimes they can tolerate it, you know? It's just yeah. how much the amount, you know, would it really affect them yeah. systemically, you know, yeah. after. Yeah. It's it's tough. That is one of my craziest stories, just to go on, the, keep on the hot dog. Yeah. Um, I was working an emergency shift late at night, and I will never forget these people come running in with their dog. They're like, it's choking, it's choking, it's choking. It can't mm. breathe. I mean, this dog is blue. It's getting yeah. no air. Yeah. Um, and so we bring it back, and we go to innovate it, and yeah. we open its mouth, and a whole hot dog just comes flying out of its mouth. Oh. Like, the whole entire thing was just obstructing its airway. And yeah. that was it. And yeah. in, in two seconds, the dog was totally breathing fine. and totally fine. Wow! Just mm-hmm. well, swallowed a whole hot dog.
0: What kind of dog was it?
1: I think it was actually a golden. Golden are or the that. worst. <laughs> so, like the greatest yeah. dogs, but they will eat. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was one of my interesting events that I saw. That was very
0: okay. Unexpected. Well, <laughs> we're on a roll here, so let's just <laughs> keep going. Uh, the golden retriever. Mm-hmm. Going to me. Um, once ate a a chicken bone and those are scary because you can't bring those back up because it could cut their throat right so i forgot what happened with that one but there have been so many
1: there's so many crazy things that dogs eat you would just it would blow your mind you never think of it you know you just leave it out or you know we have 12 year old dogs that you know there's a baggie of chocolate hanging out and they decide to eat it the one day and they're like my dogs for 12 years hasn't touched anything. You know, sometimes right. they just do these yeah. random things. So right. gum is another one that oh. can be very toxic if it has eilatol R- R- oh, in right?
0: Okay, now wait a second. Just going back to the chocolate. Sure. What I have read, and please correct this, chocolate candy, like milk chocolate, actually is, is mostly sugar and cream. It's not a lot of the cacao that right. is bad. So technically, just so you don't have to immediately panic, if they eat chocolate, it's not quite the threat that you might think it is? Or it's is more the threat? dark
1: chocolate. Dark chocolate. Um, right. Yeah, semi sweet. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, milk chocolate, I would say put on, still going to make them sick. You know, okay. they're probably okay. going to get very ill from it. But yeah. I mean, you'd be more worried about like their heart rate and everything else okay. with the dark chocolate.
0: Yeah. But the idea is if you have these problems, you. Bring your dog in. You guys are able to
1: see them Of course, quickly. absolutely. We are always there, 24 hours a day. Yeah. Never close, seven days a week, holidays, everything.
0: Yeah. Um, I do recall one time being in your waiting room, and it was a German Shepherd, and this was... I'd never experienced anything like this. So, I mean, this is just speaking to the gravity of the business you're in, and... Um, Dogs, I guess, intestines can twist. I'm sure mm-hmm. there's a name, a word for that. They bloat. Mm-hmm. Bloat and it twists. Or and a torsion. If, yeah, and it's lethal. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't untwist, they will die.
1: Yes, they need usually need emer- emergency, emergency surgery. Mm-hmm.
0: So I guess it was a, a call that they had to make whether to do the surgery or not. Mm-hmm. And they were out there in the waiting room, and it was really scary. Like, I Yeah,
1: there's some things that are just so critical to time. Yes. Um, yes. You know, so that is one of them. You know, yeah. if people aren't familiar with a deep-chested or a large dog, yeah. um, they can bloat um, yeah. where, you know, nothing passes. And they start to dry heave, and their belly gets extremely distended, and that's an emergency.
0: What causes that?
1: It, it just flips. Their stomach yeah. just flips yeah. and kind of simply say like ties off at both ends so yeah. they can't pass anything and they can't expel anything and they can't adjust anything so it's, mm. it's yeah a it's mess. a scary situation so it happens
0: in horses too doesn't it they're, um, not, they're not the only animals
1: they yeah they look colic yeah. um so there is a preventative um treatment for it though if you yeah. do have a deep-chested dog or a mm-hmm. large breed dog you can um when they get spayed or neutered you can ask your primary care veterinarian to um gastropexy them, where they tap the stomach to the, um, wall, um, Mm -hmm. and then they can help prevent that from happening in the future, so. Huh, okay.
0: Uh, So, I just have to ask, I know you, you handle, uh, cats and dogs, but do you see any exotic pets, like snakes? We
1: do not. No, just dogs and
0: cats. Okay. Which I'm okay okay. with. (laughs) (laughs) That's plenty. There's plenty there. Um, Okay, so I'm um, because you know this is your business. I I want to touch on how you know death is a part of it, and putting dogs down is mm-hmm. is something that has to happen. And what I have to say about that, of course, I have a story. The um, <laughs> golden retriever who's no longer with us. Um, just reached a point where, you know, he was suffering. And they don't give up the golden retrievers. Right. But it reached a point where I, I could tell he was really suffering. And what the nurse told me is that it is a gift you give your dog. And when she framed it that way, it suddenly, you know, made me understand that I was I was doing my dog a favor. Because that's the hardest thing. At, at that point in my life that was the hardest mm-hmm. thing I'd ever gone through. Of I hyperventilated through it. We were with them. I mean it was bad. But you know it's what? It's a tough it's, decision. It's part of pet ownership.
1: Mm-hmm. It is. And, you know, there's so many um, people that have pets and, you know, mm-hmm. let's say don't have children. Or mm-hmm. this is, yeah. you know, they're primarily, you know, who they their companionship is right. with. So right. um, people are very, very, very attached to their pets. And they will yeah. go above and beyond for them nowadays, like I said, with all the advancement in medicine, that you can yeah. treat some of the things that, you know, you wouldn't think were treatable mm-hmm. or have other options. But, yeah. Um, When it comes to that, I think um, we are extremely compassionate. Um, We want to do what's best for you, make you Mm -hmm. as comfortable and possible, you know, during those times. But it does get very difficult on the staff and the doctors um, because, you know, we do see a lot of sad things. And, you know, like I said, the hard part for us is if we don't have a relationship with um, a client and they're just coming because we're open on the weekends, you know, Mm -hmm. and they would really prefer to be at their vet. Um, we try to make it as comfortable as possible because they don't know, you know, that yeah. we do care and we might not know them personally, but yeah. we want to make it easy for them and do yeah. the best.
0: I'm sure you do. Oops, yeah. Um, do you have any statistics on pet ownership in the
1: U.S.? Like, I don't. The, I, I don't know. I'm just. No, yeah, no, I don't. Um, I just know they're everywhere. I love that everything is becoming so pet friendly. There's so many yes, like breweries, geez. restaurants that have play yards and you can have dog birthday parties everywhere and they have really? been, Yeah, it's amazing. That. I um I looked into quite a few places that in Cleveland, um there's like I said, there's a couple breweries in the Tremont area, Detroit Shoreway that you can take your pets and yeah. you know it's nice now that you can sit on a patio and take them to dinner with you you know obviously if they're behaved um but it's so Mm -hmm. nice that you can do things with them you know and have them be social and more social events you know Mm
0: -hmm. well let me ask you this because um we do have a we humans have a tendency to anthropomorphize animals my question is about dog parks and I have felt that, uh, based on some experience with the, the Colton Retriever when I was trying to socialize him as a puppy, uh, I went to some dog parks. And I'm not so sure that, like, we want to be social, that that is such a great environment. We just spe- expect, like, kids, if you put them all on a playground, they're, they're going to play. Playing. But even with kids, there's going to be some bullies on the playground, and it's not going to go so well. So what is your thought on a dog park where you don't know anything about the dogs or the ownership of the dogs... Yeah. And I've seen some things happen fast that are not good. And
1: I think that's the challenging part. You know, you can go to a dog park and you can let your dog go. And I could be like, oh, my dog likes everybody. It's, you know, so nice, so nice, so nice. But one dog comes after it, you know, and he's going to react. And you never know what's going to happen. Like you said, things happen so fast. we have seen, unfortunately, several, you know, Mm -hmm. dog um, attacks or big dog, little dogs, you know, a big dog goes after a little dog, Mm -hmm. um, where they end up having surgery or, you Mm -hmm. know, they get bit, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, it's very scary for the owners. Um, On top of that, you don't know who's vaccinated, who's not vaccinated, who's been treated for, you know, any Uh, of the communicable diseases between pets. So um, I think there's just, you know, a risk you take, I guess, you know. Right. Yeah,
0: so people should be aware of that. They think they're doing something great for their dogs. Of course. And maybe they are, Mm -hmm. but there is risk. Of course. Yeah. So then there's this new dog behavior. I I recently learned about how if you're walking your dog, a lot of times dogs will bark at each other on either side of the street because they're reactive, Mm -hmm. but they have good ownership and let's just say they're restrained. Um, But let's say there's another dog being uh, walked with the one that's reacting They can take that sort of anxiety or anger or whatever, and they can wind up attacking the friendly. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the friendly dog. And I witnessed this um, twice. So I don't know what that's called, but in the the one important part of dog ownership, I think, and, and cat, but they're not so much with cats. You have to think like a dog. And, and you have to train yourself to think like a dog. So I'm just trying to understand, like, what's going through their head when they see the dog across the street, can't get that guy, but I can so get my, my buddy.
1: What's that about? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think they just react, but we, we actually do, you know, that's a common thing, too. We yeah. see um, housemates that attack yes. each other, you know. Yes. Sometimes people say, well, somebody came to the door and rang the doorbell, and, yeah. you know, my other one barked, and the other one went after it, you know. Yeah. Um, it happens It's, it's You so, know, it's yeah. like your dogs can be best of friends mm-hmm. And then you never know um, It's yeah. kind of unpredictable Which is yeah. unfortunate because, you know yeah. um, Same thing with introducing a new dog in the house You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people have that challenge You know, yeah. a couple weeks they're fine And then something might trigger, yeah. you know, that dog And um, so it's all, you know yeah. It's all challenging in the yeah. end, let's yeah. say But um, pets are amazing Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I
0: agree. Well, speaking of of them being amazing, it seems like um, the the use of therapy dogs is is really growing, and I wondered if you're seeing more of those sort of pets. So
1: we do a couple events. um, Mm -hmm. So we do an eye exam day um, Mm -hmm. at our clinic every single year. It's through Stokes. Um, Our ophthalmologist sees. therapy dogs all day for free eye exams because obviously it's very important that their eyes are, um, good. If they're a seeing eye dog, you know, you Mm -hmm. have to make sure your dog's eyes are good, obviously, because they're your eyeballs. So, um, Mm -hmm. we do a whole day of therapy, um, Or dog day um, at -hmm. our clinic which is amazing to meet all of them Um, Mm -hmm. they all have different jobs Um, Mm -hmm. it's amazing to see how well they're trained yeah Um, so we also see um, you know police dogs any working dogs yes basically is what we um, see at our clinic so that's really fun to see I mean and unfortunately we have seen some for you know chemo or other injuries which is you know
0: Mm
1: -hmm. challenging for the owners that are so attached to them Mm -hmm.
0: right Right, but but just the use for mental health issues. Do you, do you believe that that is tru- very effective, or? I mean, I do. Yeah,
1: yeah. I feel like my dog's a therapy dog yeah. for my I heart. Are wild therapy and, yeah. dogs? Essentially. I mean, therapy I'm going to be honest. I love yeah. my dogs. I I. Yeah. I, I I mean they make me happy, you know. Right. I feel like I that's I go home to them and they're happy and I'm happy and yes. you know, I just feel like they help everybody. There's always, right. you know, that therapeutic side to having a pet. It's unconditional love. Mhm. Of course. Yeah. All the time.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, that basically covers what I had in mind. Is, do you have any stories, anything else you would like to share? About um, Just a couple more? things
1: about our clinic. Absolutely. Um, so we are renovating. We just expanded. Um, we just put on a new oncology suite, mm-hmm. um, a new scope room, procedures rooms. Um, so we completely renovated, added... Um, more exam rooms, so um, in the future here we're going to be having another hosting another open house so everybody can come and visit our clinic, um, meet our staff and our doctors, so um, we're looking forward to that, um, and participating in a bunch more events in the community. So
0: When do you think roughly your open house will be?
1: Um... Technically, we're shooting for September right now, but we had a couple construction, you know, things always happen. It's right? Yeah, so um, I can't commit to a date, but okay. hopefully by the end of September, we're hoping to. So okay. it's really exciting.
0: Yeah, well, Katie, thank you so much for your time and for sharing all this information with us. Thank
1: you for having me.